one. Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. And I am Keith Finch. And you are watching or listening to uh, the Weekly Clown. I mean, Gat Daily. I mean, God, that's the second week in a row I've messed up the intro because I wanted to be a cheeky bugger. You are uh-huh. watching and listening to Gun Day Brunch uh, on whatever podcasting or streaming services that you have. Uh, I am clown number one, joined today by clown number two. And... As a clown, I would like to thank all of our sponsors for bringing you, uh, for making the show something that we can produce every week. And you're going to see a banner now, unless you're thank you, sponsors. Yeah, unless you're listening to this, in which case you won't see a banner. But you should go check out guns.com for content and guns, because that's what the those. website says they have. And, <laughs> they have those. You know, I admire guns.com. It, uh, one, They've had an interesting journey in the firearms industry. This is a complete aside. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court, guys. But that domain name, guns.com, sold for almost a million dollars like 12 years ago, right? And they've definitely had an interesting journey because it's the company has changed hands three or four times since then, evolving into what it is now, which is a place where you can buy guns on the internet, which in my opinion, if you have the domain name, guns.com, that's... That's exactly what you should be capitalizing on. And in yeah. my opinion, I was I was very surprised it took them as long as they did with other places having done it much, much earlier, uh, drop shipping to local FFLs. Like, here you go. We have the big warehouse. You can ship it to your local, buy what you want. So um, I, I was surprised it took them as long as it did to get that feature up and running. But like, if it's in stock, it's usually a good price on it. So good place to shop. Mm-hmm. I do remember there's a weird time period where they, they were owned by the same company that owned cracked.com as a uh, fun aside. And that's, yeah. <laughs> I should make sure that the NDAs I signed about that have expired before I continue this line of conversation. So let's talk about the Supreme court. SCOTUS and Yay. guns. All right. So guys, yesterday, uh, if you're, SCOTUS. You're watching this on Sunday or whenever it is you watch it. Today, we're filming it. It's Thursday. Yesterday, they heard oral arguments. I said oral. In New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, which you might know as NYSRPA versus Correlate because that was the name of the head of the New York State Police when the case was a... Well, actually... When the case became well known, because it's Bruin is the third uh, person actually be named on the case because they had three different leaders of the uh, New York State Police. So, Keith, do you want to give them a little background on NYSRPA versus Bruin? Well, NYSRP versus Bruin is, in the shortest possible terms, we're looking at the new the state of New York trying to defend their shall issue carry permit system versus a challenge to it that said, look, I shouldn't have to prove an extra special need to defend my life and carry a pistol. Uh, I should only have to prove that I'm a legal person to own a firearm and have nothing, and I can meet certain requirements. So there's the may issue standard and there's the shall issue standard across the nation. Each state has their own. Most are shall issue, including the states that are constitutional carry, they have a shall issue provisio for other states because there's a thing called reciprocity. 
So the state of New York, however, is one of those holdouts with a May issue standard where the state official who gets hands on the paperwork to give you your permit uh, can basically, for any reason under the sun, go, <laughs> no. Yeah, so that was the that that was kind of that was the crux of the argument was there's two defendants or I don't I no, they're not the defendants. I believe there, the there were two defendants. There were two complainants, yeah, not yeah. defendants. This isn't a criminal case, but there were two uh plaintiffs here, and one of them is now old enough that it doesn't apply to, but the other one uh kept it up, uh, I believe is the situation. Uh, there's no, there's still two, uh, at least according to um, Paul Clement, who was arguing the case on their behalf, because he said my two clients. So okay. he definitely then, referred then to those they're, two guys. they're both still about it. On top of that, when this case first started, the reason they, the reasons they were denied uh, were the, the reasons that shall issue is being challenged is there, there's no reason under the sun that you should have to show exceptional circumstances for a run-of-the-mill carry permit in New York uh, when you can get the run-of-the-mill carry permit just about anywhere else, just by not being a felon, taking a class, and yep, I do solemnly swear to follow the laws still. I saw, what is it? Uh, I was going to do a Harry Potter bit, but then I forgot it. Um, so <laughs> kind of to... To, to, to bring this up, so this case has gone through and it's obviously gotten all the way up to the Supreme Court. To give you guys an idea of the players that we have uh, arguing the case for uh, the New York State Rifle Pistol Association is Paul Clement. Paul Clement was one of the solicitor generals uh, of the United States, which means big dog lawyer uh, in the Bush administration. That's Bush two, not Bush one. And he also uh, argued in support of the NRA during the uh, Illinois versus Chicago versus McDonald case. He has argued before the Supreme Court more than any lawyer who's currently alive. So if you want a guy in your corner who knows the lay of the land, Paul Clement is guy. the guy. Uh, <laughs> now, I, so I know Keith, we talked about this a little bit. You didn't listen to the live broadcast. I did a little bit. I am not gonna lie guys. Listening to I, I, there are some people out there who absolutely get off on like the the deep nerdery of listening to people argue in front of the Supreme Court. I am not one of those people. I listen to lawyers talk and I'm like, oh, my God, please just stop dancing around whatever it is that you're trying to say, but you want to trick the other guy into saying and to say your friggin thing. So annoying. Uh, so anyway, I read the transcript. <laughs> <laughs> Way a less irritating with no tone of voice there. You could just breeze through it and be like, okay, 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 okay. Ah, okay, okay. Now I will say this though, listening to the the listening to it live was interesting because you could hear tone of voice and you could hear like uh just every time Justice Breyer asked a question, I kind of wanted to like take his lunch money and put him in a locker. Um is that a nice in thing Minecraft. to say about, yes, in, in Minecraft, I wanted to shake his lunch money and put him in a locker. I would never threaten a Supreme Court justice of the United States of America. However, yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on. So uh, what was interesting to me, and I don't know, uh, what was interesting to me was you've had a lot of people who are 
a lot of people on our team, the pro gun team, who are like, this is going to strike down May issue everywhere. It's not, you know, just from listening, Probably. Probably so from listening to the oral arguments, do I think we're going to win? Yes, for certain values of win. Um, the way cautious lot, optimism, guys, cautious yeah, optimism, real, real cautious optimism, because also you never know, like if Kavanaugh's going to get like a wild hair up his backside and be like, this could invalidate other things that I don't want to invalidate. And you're like, oh shit. Um, but what it sounded like they were trying to establish a framework for would be to craft a ruling that would invalidate New York's specific May issue permit scheme that would create enough of a, of a groundwork to then challenge other May issue permit schemes. I do not think that we are going to get a ruling from the Supreme Court that's going to say May issue is unconstitutional. I, I, it's not going to happen. I think we might get one that's a New York specific scheme requires people to do more than the Constitution asks. But I think just like Heller and just like McDonald, it's going to leave the door open for quote unquote here. Here's everybody's favorite term, reasonable restrictions. You know, the early in the early phases of questioning, uh, there was so much talk of, well, what's a reason of the um, it was a specific language in Heller, uh, sensitive places. Mm -hmm. how cities and governments could restrict guns from quote-unquote sensitive places and they were really trying to beat uh paul clement into being like this is a sensitive place and this isn't which he was pretty good at dancing around although i'm sure the you know gun owners of america is about to release a scathing press release saying how he sold out all our rights because he said that it might be legal maybe for new york to restrict guns from being on the subway which he did he said that uh it He's also not wrong. It might actually maybe be legal for New York to restrict guns on the subway. It so could, it yeah, could I, very well be. I mean, they restrict guns on planes. So uh huh. Public encased public mode of transportation. There's precedent. Like we might not like it, but it, it might be it is. It so, might be legal. So all right, Keith. Uh, let's say, what do you think? Our, given all of this information, what do you think our our best case scenario is here? All right. The golden case, the win of all wins here would be if we get that the May issue standard is unconstitutional across the board. That's our golden state of victory, where the any any of the states that are currently running a May issue scheme of some sort, be they uh, California, Hawaii, uh, New York, they can no longer do it and they have to all come out with an objective standard for getting a concealed license. There are the quote, you know, there's the, they'll pick a class. They'll pick like, you can't have felonies or these misdemeanors. And then the state is required to process in a certain time. They're required to turn it around in a certain time. They have limits on the fees, all the standard stuff that are, is currently in most states concealed carry license schemes that that's our golden win here is shall shall issue uh takes over nationally and may issue goes away what i think we will get is more along the lines of what you were saying is they're probably going to crush new york's scheme in particular new york will be shoved into 
uh, a shall issue or something closer to an objective shall issue standard. Uh, if at all possible, they're going to maintain some state uh, authority over the issuance of a permit or not. They're not going to want to give that up. It's New York, let's be honest. Mm. Uh, but if they get pushed into it the same way that Illinois got pushed into making a license in the first place, I think we'll see um, a shall issue or a shall issue light standard uh, come from it. And that will be a strong basis for states like Hawaii or California to mount their own challenges and go say, hey, this wasn't legal in New York to do it this way. Why is it legal here? Or the states will proactively fix the situation by pushing the bills through so they don't have to go to court um, and, and basically beat the punch there and come out with a reasonable shall issue standard and replace the may issue standards. Uh, that I think is the more likely one, but we could see a, a strong enough win where shall shall issue becomes the standard and may issue is finally buried where it belongs. So what I think is actually interesting and what uh, the article or the articles, the arguments may have opened the door for is uh, sort of a reverse second amendment sanctuary almost. Um, so obviously, you know, if you guys watch and listen to this, you're familiar with the whole concept of two-way sanctuaries where states and uh, counties and little crappy towns with four people on the board of commissioners will be like, well, we ain't enforcing no gun laws here, that kind of stuff. God bless them. May or may not be legal. Uh, no, no one's challenged. No one's challenged them yet. I think it's a great, I think as statements go, and we've talked about two-way sanctuaries before, and my, my opinion hasn't changed. I think they're wonderful political statements, and I applaud people for having the fortitude to make them. We actually don't know if they're legal, so cool. Um, but what was interesting was, with all of the talk in the arguments about restricting guns in sensitive places, here's what I, th what, what I think will happen. And this is, this is, this is based on nothing other than call it a gut instinct. I do think that New York's may issue permitting system will be overturned into a shall issue light system where it will, it will still be may issue. But if someone says I need to carry a gun for self-defense, that will be the bar. Like that will be the bar for admission for getting a permit is saying self-defense on your application. I think that's probably what we'll end up seeing from that. And then, and then, what I think will happen is the entire city of New York will declare itself a sensitive, uh, a sensitive location. And they will say, cool story, we're a sensitive location. Because, and people don't know, some people may not know this, New York City doesn't honor New York State carry permits. So if you live in like, and there's no preemption in New York State to make that illegal. Yeah. New York does not have preemption. Which is why I'm always such a big fan of strong state preemption laws is a completely different uh, a completely different story. I think it's terrible that some states can like have individual cities and counties carve themselves out as enclaves where you could literally be driving uh, and you cross into a county and now suddenly you're breaking the law. I hate that. Uh, but so what I think will happen is uh, the... Uh, this law will get changed 
And New York will say, well, you know, because it says in the description, New York City, I should be clear, well, because it says in the decision, sensitive places, we have Times Square and we have blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. We're, the whole city is a sensitive place. So we are going to continue to ignore concealed carry permits that were issued in, I don't know if this is a real county in New York, Rochester County and say it sounds like it's in new york doesn't it it's new york-ish it, yeah it's new york so sure it's, but and because they have for years they have said if you get a concealed carry permit from you know some county in upstate new york new york city is like we don't give a fuck you, you still can't carry concealed here um but and i think that is 100 going to continue i don't think that there is i don't think that new york city is going to change their permitting scheme until they get a direct challenge to it. Like, I think that's what it, like, there's no way that the city and county of New York change their permitting scheme until someone sues them, you know? They have and, to be brought into the direct line of fire of this legal challenge. And they're going to put every barrier kicking and screaming along the way in order to do it they're not they're not going to give this up especially if they can drag it out for you know three four or five years because there's always the chance that under a new regime under a new new political change as either the state or the supreme court bench or the president and the senate and and the house of representatives all change that the pressure goes away and they ultimately don't have to do anything so they're going to put they're they're going to put as much between doing something and them having to do something as as possible. Yeah. So but don't worry, guys. If you're you know uh, if you're um, frick rich and famous, you can still get a carry permit. You said like those guys will be fine. Yeah. You know Taylor Swift's bodyguard will still be able to get a carry permit. Oh uh, yeah. If if you're if you're special and have just enough money or political influence, it'll be written in. And yeah. it, it's fine. But, you know, if you own a jewelry store and you've been robbed three or four times in broad daylight, eh, props not. you're probably mm-hmm. still out of luck. So I think we can definitely extrapolate from this a couple of good things. I do, th- like I said earlier, I do think we're going to win. I just think that the win will be very, very narrow in scope and intentionally so because the question was narrow in scope. Mm-hmm. The question was whether or not having to demonstrate a specific need for self-defense violates the second amendment. And I think the answer to that question is going to be yes. And I think that's going to provide enough of a legal groundwork to challenge, especially Hawaii's uh, permitting scheme, Um, probably California's as well. What are the other May issue states? I don't even know. Massachusetts? Um, I think... Hang on. Google will tell me. This too. California, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, and Rhode Island. I think that Massachusetts, Massachusetts's permit system actually will probably, that one might stand up um, because the way it's structured, it's tiered. You know, you have like, you have like a class C and then like a class B and then like a class A permit. And what's funny and some and some things people don't realize about this is you have if you have like the class A concealed carry permit in Massachusetts, you can carry anywhere. Like there are the only places that are off limits to you are like government buildings. Like you can carry anywhere, and it's because the permit system was set up for cronies and 
you know, you yeah. don't want your bodyguard, your buddy's bodyguards to not be able to carry when they're going places. But like, yeah, if you have like the elite permit in Massachusetts, carry anywhere. So I wonder, and I, and I, I don't know enough about Connecticut or Maryland or uh, Rhode Island's uh, or Delaware's may issue systems. They, to know. they kind of, they kind of, as New York do, they kind of do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially Connecticut. Cause let's be real. Connecticut yeah. is New York North. Like, or not north, east, west. I don't know. I don't know where Connecticut is in geographic relationship to New York. Hang on. They're all kind of crammed in there. It's kind of like New York and company. All right. There's PA. There's New Jersey. There's New York. Uh, Connecticut is definitely not north of New York, Caleb. Um, It's friggin' (laughs) east of it and south of parts of it. So... My, yeah, give a big, we'll give a we'll give a D a D for I effort. lived there. <laughs> well, oh, you didn't man. live in New York. Yeah, I didn't live in New York. Uh, I was in the part of Connecticut that was closer to. So here's a true story about Connecticut. Connecticut is like because they have no you know sports culture of their own except for lacrosse. Half of Connecticut are Yankees fans, and the other half are Boston fans, like Red Sox fans, and it really just depends on where you lived in state because i was like an hour away from providence which is much more like bostony flavored than uh i don't know the parts that are new york flavored i didn't didn't live in those parts don't know anything about them is the boston flavored connecticut (laughs) it is the boston flavored connecticut uh the northeast is when northeast gun laws how like it's no wonder that you know and then and then you go far enough north and it gets normal again it's really strange it is weird because you go like, because if you're in, I'm looking at a map right now, guys, so hopefully my geography won't be jacked up from here on out. But like if you're in New York or Connecticut or Massachusetts or Rhode Island, it's like, and then you go to New Hampshire and they're like, yeehaw, machine guns. And then they you go really to Vermont are. and they're like, gun laws? What are those? What? Who's, who came up with laws for these? We just want them. Right. Vermont's like, would you like some guns with your free trade organic uh, cocaine? <laughs> very, uh. very, very strong there in the uh, in there. So it's not even just like the the northeast here. It's it's like this band starting at in New York and just that little group over there. And then you pass through it, Vermont, New Hampshire and Maine. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we're cool with that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We're fine. Guns are cool. Guys. Also, we have bears here, so we need them. We, yeah, there are bears here. Canada is right there. Kind of terrifying. I wonder <laughs> if there's a correlation between states that have large bear populations and gun control. I don't like New York has bears, right? Yeah, I'm upstate sure New York, York has bears. bears. But like also, like, and this is one of the things too. So my wife's from New York, and you know, she it's very common for the perception of New York for people who aren't from there to be like, if I say New York to someone not from there, most people will think of New York city and not even New York city, but Manhattan specifically, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, And if you get outside of the five boroughs or six, however many boroughs there are, I don't know. I don't get paid to track that stuff. I think five. Um, You get outside. That sounds correct. And you go Charles. (laughs) <laughs> you go north into the into you know the friggin' 
there, New York State still has plenty of rural areas which are as red-blooded Americana as, you know, Arkansas. Or mm-hmm. he said, picking a random state that's probably pretty American. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I had family who lived in the upstate New York area on a farm and it's a farm that you would you would roll into there the same way you would roll into a farm in indiana ohio michigan you know uh iowa it's it's the exact same type of situation just a big old farm and they're just big old farm values there like it's right regular americana exists outside of new york the city within new york the state and to kind of put a cap on that the people that would be affected positively by this ruling going in the way that we would like it to, that we kind of think it's going to go to, for the most part, do live outside of Manhattan and do live outside of the city of New York. Now, I hope that, I hope against hope that this ruling is structured in such a way that it also invalidates New York City's May issue permitting system and, and invalidates that and makes that go away. But for the most part, the people who are applying for concealed carry permits don't live in New York City. And I'm not saying that the people in New York City that want carry permits shouldn't get them or anything like that. But I do think that as a percentage, that group is very, very, very small, even in the most populous city in the nation. Mm -hmm. It's five boroughs, by the way. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So here's why I'm confused. Uh, Many people from that area, my wife included, used to refer to uh, parts of central Florida as the sixth borough of New York because so many people moved down there to retire. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. De- definitely the, the snowbirds of down South and the snow. <laughs> Freaking snowbirds. Freaking snowbirds. All right. Well, that is, uh, all right guys. So Supreme court, uh, we think we're going to win, but don't, don't get your hopes up guys. You know, this is don't, not, don't count. Don't count on a big sweeping win out of this, guys. Like this is probably, especially with uh, the new justices really cutting their teeth on some of these cases mm-hmm. um, to go. I don't with. think anybody's they're, going to they're, swing for the fences. No, no, they're they're going to cut their teeth in a very like we're reasonably we're reasonable, but we are constitutional type of way, uh, which is the habit of the Supreme Court. Period. That's that's the normal attitude of the Supreme Court is as, as mad as we get at a lot of the justices, most of them aren't as crazy as the people who don't like them pretend they are. Um, they, they, gener- they generally have a very professional demeanor about what they do. So don't think this is going to be the big sweeping win, but we'll see how it lands out. If we get a 5-4 or a 6-3 that says shall issue is, is the, le- the law of the land now, may issue is dead, awesome. Uh, if we get it for just New York, that's still a win because it, it, it cues up the challenges for the rest of the states who need this win. And then anybody can bring it uh, forward on those lines. And it may get it may get through at the state level now because they're, they're like, look, the Supreme Court already ruled on this. This is the rule. We're not going to kick it up to them. Or it might get up to the Supreme Court uh nationally and they say nope california yours is gone too it's come to us it's too you know it's it's too far gone you got to change it hawaii you got to change it so on and so forth hopefully um, yeah i mean yeah. And again, hopefully, you know all of what we're doing right now is prognosticating we have no idea yeah it, like it it sounds good right now 
guys is all all it does is it sounds like it's going to land in our favor and it, it's going to be it, it's going to be good fingers crossed especially, fingers crossed especially for new york especially for new yorkers uh, who don't live in manhattan um, which is a lot but not most yeah. of them. but guys all right so that is it for this week uh again i want to thank everybody who watches on youtube and uh, everyone who's listening out there on Spotify and iTunes, two, our two biggest platforms for audio, keep leaving those reviews. Keep uh, you know, keep downloading and sharing the show, guys. We will be back next week. Uh, I promise we will talk about guns again at some point. I have some very cool guns. Um, Keith has some very cool guns. Oh, and Keith, did you hear? Uh, the Israelis are getting rid of the Tabor. I did, in fact, hear that again. <laughs> I almost forgot to do that this episode. I got it in just a <laughs> wire. All right, guys, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Later.